everyone, this is your girl Adima, and you're listening to my personal thought dialogue as I set off on my way to confidence. My word for 2021 is resilience. This is probably one of the most important skills that we all need, and it has become even more prevalent in the era of COVID. In this episode, I interview one of my mentors who is just a great person all around and a shining star. We discuss the role of purpose and courage in becoming resilient individuals. Hi, everyone. Welcome to On My Way to Confidence. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Lisa. Lisa, can you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Adima. I'm Lisa Sibilia, uh, the co-CEO of Utopian, a company of big dreams and action. Uh, A little bit about me, I reverse engineered life early in my career to accelerate learning speed and scope. Mm -hmm. I'm a former Disney cast member and mentor over 700 Stanford leaders across industry around the world. Oh, that's amazing. That's so amazing. I'm so excited to have you on here and excited to what on what you have to say about resilience, um, because that's that's today's um, topic. But what would you say your life purpose is? It's a huge question. So I, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you asking. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, uh, it's changing lives and maximizing human potential across the global landscape of enterprise and education. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really great. And I think that a lot of people will benefit from what you have to offer. I know that I've definitely been inspired um, by what you're doing and meeting you through um, an online uh, seminar. But um, how, how have you developed confidence? You know, you talked about a t- uh, career transition earlier on, but how are you able to confidently move from one phase to the next? And just in your relationships with people, like how have you built that over time or since your youth? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Multi-layered, which I appreciate. Uh, I'm going to start back at 18 years old uh, when I was sitting on a bench, reflecting on that age-old question of what do I want to be when I grow up? Uh, learning came easy for me, and I imagined what would it look like and feel like if I achieved my highest goals. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, to beta test my life and pursue my greatest weakness increase failure to about 80% intentionally and carve a path that could matter for the future. And I was compelled to try. So I left, I guess, the safety net of knowledge norms, went to one of the top art schools in the country without the ability to draw. And I was forced to face uncertainty and perform surrounded by top talent, uh, readapted skills, and learned really that confidence is courage. And you also asked about some of those uh, extraordinary people across my life. And I think the, it, it would take about yeah. <laughs> I think a lifetime to really name all of them. But if I go back really to the core of who those people are, it definitely starts with family. Uh, for example, uh, my sister uh, is an exceptional actress and her, her courage to perform on stage and leave her whole heart and mind out there for the audience. It just wowed and inspired me. And as a kid, I was the shy one. Yeah. And 
she taught me how to break that mold. And my selfless parents uh, have been the cornerstone of faith uh, to achieve all that I ever dreamed. And if if I push uh, one step forward towards uh, my young adult life, I have to recognize Darlene Brady. I don't know if I ever told you the story, Adima, but she's a legend at Disney. And when I was sitting on that bench uh, that I mentioned earlier, I was deciding, uh, I was at a pivot point in life. And uh, she came up to me and she was a complete stranger. Uh, She had a Disney name tag on, so I felt safe. And uh, I was sketching. And if you could imagine, they were totally stick figures because I really (laughs) was learning how to navigate this impossible. And she took pause on me, asked uh, to see my sketchbook, and uh, she picked out a drawing she liked. And we've been in touch for, for over 20 years. And she really saw me grow up. But the fact that she took pause on a complete stranger uh, has really impacted me. And I often replicate those moments now for others. For others. Wow, that's really amazing. I mean, the, there was one thing you said in particular, you increased failures to 80%. I feel like that's the first time that I've heard that. Usually people are trying to keep it to a minimum. So like, how did you come up with that idea? Did you just say, okay, this is what I need to do? Was someone able to encourage you that this is what you need to do? Or how did you come up with that idea? Yeah, so, so I think uh, there's... I, I was I was imagining I never wanted to get bored and I felt like if I went in a common direction uh, it would be easy I mean not necessarily easy like it, I would still work with my whole heart but if I was going to really be a trailblazer and carve a path that was particularly more difficult it could matter for the future and help me innovate in a different way and I guess why growing up like my uh great-grandfather actually worked in Thomas Edison's studio fixing batteries and I grew up seeing innovation and like pulleys and gadgets just believing in the quote-unquote impossible and I think that really it left such an impression that uh, failure I think is perceived uh, differently Mm -hmm. and when you fail extra you learn faster and you're forced to navigate it and and that's really why I did it even though uh, it was a huge risk uh, I I took it with eyes wide open yeah that's really amazing I I think I'm definitely going to take that on as my new mentality because the more failures I have the quicker I'll learn rather than pushing it off and you know not really getting to a point where I understand or I'm able to grow because I don't I don't have the experience. So I think that's definitely something that I'm going to take on. And I think a lot of our listeners will be happy to at least try it out and be courageous. As you said, you know, being courageous is really where the confidence comes into play. And, you know, the person that came up to you and took a look at your sketches and really encouraged you. I think that's important because I've heard this now with a couple of stories from different people that there was that one person that really took interest, even though they didn't know them. And, I mean, can you just expand on like how someone taking interest really helps build confidence in in yourself? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we're, we're humans, right? Yeah. And we need that, uh, the care, the, the selflessness, and just the opportunity, I think, to see beyond ourselves. I think it's so easy to get caught up in, in life because yeah. life happens so fast and uh just the 
when you think about the person you want to be and the narrative you want to leave for the world, I think those are those moments when, when you look back on life, what did you do that little extra that uh, was for someone else? Yeah. And it's, it's going to, there's unexpected uh, things that happen through it. Uh, some good, some bad, but I think it, it builds uh, not only confidence, but it builds uh, you as a person, like a, a truly empathetic person, um, a leader who sees uh, beyond yourself. And it gives you, I think it's just strength beyond strength that you could give part of your strength to someone else. Yeah, I really like the way you said that you can give some of your strength, a part of your strength to someone else. Um, so, But how would you measure, you know, resilience, maybe for yourself or even um, what examples have you seen in other people's lives as a way of saying, okay, I'm building resilience through X, Y, Z. Like, what do you think? Sure. I, I, and I, I love this question, Adima. For, for me, uh, a resilience formula, because my, my first love was math uh, calculus okay. and I had to utilize all of that uh, with art. Uh, so resilience, I would say uh, the formula is obstacles minus the perceived impossible state. Mm. And, and what I mean by that is a lot of times you look at obstacles as overwhelming, right? And impossibles are, are impossible if you accept it. But when you just take away that notion of impossibility, you start to see uh, that challenge or that mountain as something that you could navigate and climb over or around or creatively solve. And uh, it's interesting in terms of resilience. I see it so much in people, uh, but I, I'm going to share uh, because, you know, I adore you uh, a yeah. personal story uh, about my own resilience and an experience that I had that I think uh, has really given me great strength. Uh, and I rarely share this, but uh, there was a time in my life that I, I pushed too much mm. and uh, I lost a year where I couldn't, uh, in our neighborhood, we had this uh, street and I didn't have the physical strength to walk up to the stop sign and it was devastating. And uh, my cognitive ability uh, declined so much that I wasn't able to read a children's book. And it was devastating because I was used to being at the top of my class. And when I was able to overcome that hurdle and uh, I think Stanford was my spark when I got back to where uh, I knew I needed to be. Mm -hmm. But that those memories of those difficult times in life often are reminders of how we just overcome them and find a way. Yeah, wow, that's uh, that's really amazing because you know you've had in this case you had something, but then it was somewhat not taken away, but on put on pause, and then you have to regain or relearn it and regain it back. And I think that that's also a different type of challenge from not knowing at all. And, you know, when you've known something and you have to relearn it, that could be more difficult and more frustrating. But I think I really like that story and how you just built courage and overcame um, that circumstance. Um, but, you know, in this, in such a situation, you know, how, how are you able to stay 
positive, you know, during this time or any other time you can recall, you know, there are thoughts that go through our mind, you know, as we're going through something, but what are some of your strategies to stay positive and to look forward to the future? Yeah, I, I, I've always been a positive person and I think, uh, it's it's definitely one of my strengths. I've seen such positivity uh, in the people in my life, mm-hmm. and I I feel that uh, you have a choice, right? You could be negative, you could be grumpy, um, yeah. or uh, you could choose that. Regardless of what life throws at you, um, you could look at it uh, through the lens that you want and navigate it and find ways to laugh and and find ways to really take that deep reflective pause. And I think the reason why I have such a positive attitude and, and positive spirit spirit is uh, through the people and uh, people uh, inspire me so much uh, in terms of listening to their stories uh, and learning from people who are truly different from myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, I often reflect on whatever we're going through in our lives there's always someone uh, that has it more difficult than us. And I think that's really important to recognize that whatever pain you're going through, uh, it's, you're, you're able to get through it. And uh, I I think that the positive, it's, I don't know if you've ever heard of positive deviance theory, but it actually, uh, it, it let it makes you more productive. It helps you innovate more versus getting stuck in your own uh, mental state uh, mm-hmm. of negativity. So I think that's uh, it's really important as we're navigating this extraordinary challenge with pandemic. Um, it's we need to come together and have that sense of community where we we build each other up. Yeah, yeah, that's very very important, and I, I think. That's something that I would definitely um, take to heart and work on that as well. Um, But how would you say, like, you know, prioritizing your objectives plays a role in resilience? You know, do you think that's part of what makes someone resilient? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I I think you live your narrative and you define your Mm non-negotiables and and refuse to delay actualizing those dreams. Mm. Yeah, no, that's well said because, yeah, I I think that I'm also at this point where I need to prioritize roles and objectives and really understand what it is that I want to do so that I can actually move forward in a specific, you know, direction um, or, you know, have a specific target. Um, but how has, I know you talked a little bit about this already, you know, your family and people along the way that have helped you. Um, but what would you say about social support and how do you think people make you more resilient? Yeah. People are remarkable. Uh, Some, some, uh, lift you up and and others uh, rip you apart surround surround yourself by people who value you mm-hmm. and your time and also learn from your greatest critics because mm-hmm. it's important to have that you know the the good and the bad and uh people are unpredictable uh, a lot of times and the the people uh you have across the course of your life make that extra effort um, because it matters, like things that I've done in terms of examples of I've flown across the country just to thank a, a person who's impacted my life, not necessarily telling them that 
I did that in their honor, but doing it because I know that looking back, I just needed to. And it's, uh, it's important to make those intentional efforts because uh, you blink and those moments uh, pass you by. So I, I definitely encourage that. Yeah, I like what you said about being intentional. Intentionality is very important. And I think that sometimes in my life, you know, you don't want to forget or you don't want to become ungrateful. You always want to be be reminded of all the great things that have happened. And that takes always being intentional about connecting with people and showing gratitude. So I think it's definitely a key thing that, you know, we can all work towards and learn from. But what advice, what final advice would you give others who are trying to build, you know, resilience, regardless of how they measure it? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, So I, I think push towards things that make you uncomfortable. Don't surround yourself necessarily by people who are going to say yes and yes and yes. You want people that are going to challenge uh, how you think and and challenge uh, your perspective. But I think also back to what you said about gratitude, part of uh, resilience is not just the tough part of it, right? A lot Mm -hmm. of times our perception of resilience is you have to be strong all the time. And that's just not necessarily the case. I I think there's an underlayer of just human gratitude where if you imagine even a handwritten thank you card that you send to someone who you maybe you've lost contact with or has really inspired your life i think that's that's something that when they read that and they look back at whatever challenge they helped you overcome or the time they gave to you that builds their resilience too, because Mm. uh, it could be received at a moment in their life, years and years down the road when they need it. So something that uh, it goes back to the purpose, one of your earlier questions, Adima, changing lives is really a circle and Mm. make sure to bounce it back. Yeah, that's well said and well put. Um, But I just want to thank you once again so much for coming on. I've definitely learned this a lot of great things from what you just said and a lot of quotable quotes <laughs> that I, I'm definitely going to use and just write them down and think about them, you know, in the future, especially this year as we're trying to bounce back from COVID and, you know, all these different things. So thank you once again, Lisa. I appreciate it. Thank you, Adima. Thank you for listening. This is On My Way to Confidence, a personal thought dialogue as I embark on becoming more confident. Tune back in for the next episode. Thank you.